1: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com.
2: All right. A little feedback Friday here. If you missed the news of the morning, Adam Thielen released after nine years with the Minnesota Vikings. We did a full breakdown on a live Purple Daily episode that you can find on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Purple Daily podcast feeds on demand. So check those out. Uh, we got our guy, Ross Brendel, in for the vacationing. Declan Goff here on this Mackie and Judd episode. And, boys, we have just a huge batch of Vikings questions. You can always send us stuff through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab. It sends it directly to our emails. And so we get try to get to as many as we can uh, and, and stockpile what we can throughout the week here. Questions, conter- concerns, critiques, uh, speculation, whatever you have for us. So, Judd, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Love it. So Chris Noss chimes in and says, I'm more and more into the offensive side of the ball in terms of like off-season moves for the Vikings. Sure. Unless the Vikings want to move up and draft one of the big four quarterbacks, so to speak, I'd want to see them add more to the offense. I'm sure they'll sign some defensive players for Flores to run his preferred defense, but what if they sign a free agent wide receiver like a DJ Chark? Or Jacoby Myers, uh-huh. and then draft one in the first round as well, Ooh. like a Zay Flowers or a, or a Jordan Addison or somebody. If we're gonna stick with Cousins again, or worse, if they resign him to an extension, he's not a not a big Cousins guy. Chris, I can here sense that. Then load up on offensive weapons as much as possible. Uh, how would you like? Do you, do you think they would do this? They do think they would spend money on a receiver in free agency and also draft one in the first round.
0: I don't know if they would, but I, I you know, I appreciate where the thought process is coming from, though, because this is an offensive first team now, coached by an offensive guy. And it's not like you get to a certain point with receivers and are like, well, okay, that's too many receivers. Guys get hurt, guys break down. Um, I don't think they would do this. But I will say this, that's my bias against how they've ordinarily operated, right? Yeah. So like would I be absolutely shocked if they did something that we didn't see coming? No. But um if they were to sign a DJ Chark and then go out and draft one in the first round, I would be legitimately surprised.
2: Wouldn't you? I would I would too, yeah. I think I I do think there's a really good chance that they either make a splash in free agency for a DJ Chark type. Uh and or a first-rounder. But no, I think spending on one and drafting one
0: is neglecting the defense a little bit too much. Agreed. But uh, and it's going to be interesting. Need, and you do need to help the defense from a standpoint of, like, if you draft a player, hope, hopefully that guy's, you know, your cornerback or something like that for an extended period. So, you know, there's no doubt that O'Connell probably learned his his lesson a little bit in 2022 about not acknowledging what's going on on that side of the ball enough. But I love the thought process of becoming like a legitimate team that can just offensively strike.
2: Yeah. Uh, So another, another thought here too, is just because there's, this is a longer email that I kind of grabbed a chunk of. And he was basically saying, eliminate the excuses for the cousins crusaders, put weapons around him. There should be no excuses of like, well, Thielen wasn't that good anymore because there's always something right. And there, I mean, hell there's, Patrick Mahomes has things, right? They had to kind of patchwork after the Tyreek Hill trade. They had to sort of patchwork the receiver plan. The running backs there have always been kind of a revolving door, and their defense has been up and down. So, like, every team has something that they're trying to overcome and and plug a leak in. What I find kind of amazing about Kirk Cousins' career, mm-hmm. he has played with 10 multi-time Pro Bowl skill position players alone in his career. Forget about, like, offense, defense. So not just, like, one-time Pro Bowler, but he's played with 10 guys who've made multiple Pro Bowls in their career. Skill position players. Dalvin Cook and Alfred Morris at running back. Now, Alfred Morris was a three-time Pro Bowler early in Kirk's career. The first, like, the year that he was a starter for half the year where they went one and four. Um, And then he was still on the team for a couple years after that when Kirk was the full-time starter. Four multi-time Pro Bowl tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Rudolph, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis. And four multi-time Pro Bowl wide receivers. Jefferson, Diggs, Thielen, Deshaun Jackson. And Pierre Garcon, also, by the way, was not a multi-time Pro Bowler, but a very good receiver. So it's I'm I'm just I'm not saying he's had perfect rosters. I'm not, you know, the defense has been a disaster the last couple years, but if anyone's arguing that Kirk just hasn't had enough weapons around him. He's actually had incredible weapons around him in his career.
0: Yeah, I don't, like, I've never even thought that. You know, at least I could previously at times buy in a little bit more to the offensive line stuff, especially here with the Vikings. But I've never thought that it's a problem of of weapons. I mean, hell, he Mm -hmm. got here and he had Diggs and Thielen. That was pretty damn good. I mean, until we saw Jefferson, we probably thought that was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And, and it was really good. So, yeah, I've never and I don't even know that I've heard the Crusaders say that, like definitely heard about, oh, he didn't have the pass protection. I don't know if I've heard much of he, he didn't have the weapons because, quite frankly, he's had a lot of great yeah, ones. Yeah. So maybe
2: it's a, maybe it's a straw man uh, argument, but it's, it's a lot of weapons in a like an eight year stretch. OK, Doc chimes in here. He says, I just watched Kirk Cousins interview with the uh, Bussin' with the Boys podcast. First off, it was Kirk's agent who planned it out, not Kirk. Two, Kirk said he would take a contract with some of it non-guaranteed. And three, and he he kind of talked about how, uh, as I did hear this podcast, he talked about how, well, my, my extensions have been not fully guaranteed. And Kirk is not that old in NFL terms because he didn't start for three years. So he's not that old, really. Wouldn't that be great if you could just... Not play until you're like 30 and then get those 10 years on the back end. So you just play till you're 51.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work that way in sports, unfortunately. Well, I didn't yeah, do anything
2: sir. until I was 26, and so therefore I can play till I'm 70. It's great. Uh, Washington is an even better franchise than the Vikings. Super Bowl wins always in contention, et cetera. After they let Kirk go, how is their quarterback situation, been? You want that for the Vikings? I cannot believe you guys are actually this dumb. I know many Vikings fans are. They wanted Tarkenton gone, Denny Green gone, because they felt they would never win a Super Bowl, and they wanted Moss gone because he took plays off.
0: I think you just play up the Kirk hate for clicks. Wait, hold on a second here. As far, I mean, speaking for myself, in the last since the season came to an end. We're just talking about the progression plan. I keep saying oh, that you're, I... It, you're the, hating on Kirk. The Kirk too... trade talk is fun, but I keep saying I fully expect him to be back next season. The Vikings are the ones who are making the decisions after that. So I I guess I'm a little bit confused. Do you not want the Vikings to have a progression plan?
1: No. Also, a, no.
0: did I hear that
1: right? <laughs> that the, the uh, Commanders or Washington's a better franchise than the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. I don't, not, I, I, I would throw that out since Daniel Snyder took over.
2: Well, if you're, if you are just going to, if you're going to rank just based on, has this franchise won a Super Bowl before and they've won, is it two, two or three Washington has at least two. Okay. Yeah. Washington. Okay. Then I guess they're a better franchise, but they've also been a dumpster fire for the last 20 years, but that, but that kind of plays into the, I mean, to me, that's actually a feather in Kirk's cap, which is, well, look what I did. I took this dumpster fire franchise to like nine wins a couple of times. So I don't really know what the point is there. Uh, Jake Kirsten <laughs> says, I know we have talked so much about drafting the quarterback of the future and getting that rookie scale contracts. So we can build a team, which it's obvious Kirk doesn't care about. What about buying low on a quarterback that's already in the league and making well below, uh, or like making not very much money. If so, I have a name for you that you could probably get for a mid round pick and possibly throw it. Well, this is before the Thielen thing, possibly throwing Adam him Cause I think Belichick would want him. How about Bailey Zappi? His cap hit is a half percent of the team's total salary cap. He has three years left on his contract. You know, Mac Jones is the starter, although there's been some buzz that maybe things aren't going well between Mac and the organization. Yeah, I
0: think Mac thought the franchise sucked because Matt Patricia was a moronic offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm Team Mac on this. So, well, what do you make of this? This because it's another angle, and it it has
2: happened before where teams are, you know, they'll go get uh, go get someone's backup or something, but. I don't know, like with the Patriots, it's it's not like Mac Jones is Tom Brady. So if I'm the Patriots, I would need more than like a fourth round pick to trade Bailey Zappi, who might just wind up being my long term starting quarterback. You know?
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying I mean, unless Kevin O'Connell tells me I've seen Bailey Zappi tape and I, I am gonna prove to you that this guy is headed straight to Canton once I get my hands on Bailey. Um, I don't know, if that's the type I mean, I think they're after a legitimate like draft pick quarterback, first round so, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the thought. Like, I, 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 like where he's coming from in some ways, but I don't think that's the answer. I think if you, if that were the type of thing to happen, I think it's an incredibly pleasant surprise as opposed to a planned out draft pick. Yeah. Don't you? Um,
2: yeah, it's also. I, I did, I did some updated research on this. We can maybe do a, a show on this sometime on just. Like, what's the percentage chance, based on the round a quarterback is drafted in, that they actually pan out? And a lot of these backups are just guys that you take in the third or fifth or seventh rounds. I'm telling you, it is crazy how few of those guys become multi-year starters. Yeah. So, to me, if you're going to... if And this is my beef with, if the Vikings decide, well, we're we're going to draft a quarterback this year, but it's not going to be a first round quarterback. We're going to just kind of take a shot in the third round again, or the fifth round or something. That's such a crap shoot. It's huh? the, those quarterbacks the last 20 years only pan out to be multi-year starters, like five or 6% of the time. I get that. You have to take shots because it's the most important position, but if you really want your franchise quarterback of the future It's not going to be someone else's backup. It's probably not going to be a fifth-round pick. It's going to be a first-round shot. And even those are like 50% crapshoots, but you got to take the shot, right? Yes. All right, Tyler Apple chimes in here says, keep the reckless speculation going, guys. If people want a close example of what the Vikings should do, look at what Doug Armstrong did recently to the St. Louis Blues after winning a cup in 2019. He traded aging stars for multiple picks and prospects. Keep up the good work and appreciate the content. You could speak more to that on the NHL side, but they won they won the Stanley Cup and then they started punting away veterans.
0: Well, yeah, and they they've d- done that in large part because they have not had a good season this season and so he decided to trade veterans. But I mean, yeah, I I am always for realizing when the end is either near or it's there and so you don't try to milk things and and you start to acquire draft picks. Um so Yes, it's a good example. But I think in the Vikings case, you know what? I sort of like the proactiveness here. Because it's not like they got off to a bad start. The, the Blues were playing poorly and, and then said, let's parlay some of our veterans who helped us win a cup into draft picks. I like the fact that the Vikings are being proactive here and trying to shop guys, in releasing guys. Like this is this is, again, sort of knowing your circumstance before you have lost... You know you're you're one in five to start the season, and the trade deadline's near. And now we got to trade guys. Yeah. So I I appreciate the approach here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it.
2: Gavin Rowe chimes in here via the Score North app. Question from a regular listener: If Score North is part of a national network, why don't you guys organize a live mock draft with a peer in each city drafting for the local team? Trades would be possible. It could be great content if it moved at a reasonable pace. We are lone wolves, baby. I mean, and we we, no one. we fall under the uh, the Hubbard Radio umbrella. So Hubbard Radio is the parent company for Score North, and they do own radio stations in eight different markets around the country: Seattle, Chicago, St. Louis, Phoenix, um, DC. Yep. But they only the only other real sports property they have is 101 ESPN in St. Louis, which is the big sports radio station in St. Louis, and they don't have an NFL team. So uh, it'd be awesome. It'd be great if we had like a I don't know. There's like there's Blue Wire and Locked On and some of these other. It's they have okay. local yeah, shows on national right. networks, but we we're doing pretty well as kind of a more of a lone wolf within Hubbard Radio. I what does make me
0: very happy.
1: That's what all I does I intrigue me about this idea, though, is what if we you know like the like the uh, mention was there's basically a representative for each team. What if Judd or you, Phil, was the Vikings representative, and then we're inside here. Don't really love using this term, but I will or inside your war room and Judd is calling the other representatives and trying to rip them off in the first round trade. I think there's some good content there.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work to me. <laughs> He's out. Never mind. Bad idea. It sounds like a lot of work to me. I'd ru- you know what? Let's leave the mocking up to the mocking experts and then we can read their work. That's yeah. the fun stuff. Brad in Vadnais
2: Heights says, help me understand the void years of a contract. So let's say player X leaves the team. So the Vikings have done this with a few players. Kirk. uh, Hunter right now. Daniil Hunter. Yeah, void years. Patrick Peterson, I feel like, had a void year or something at one point. He says, help me understand the void years of a contract. Let's say player X leaves the team and has two void years left. Are we paying them for two years after they left like the Mets pay Bobby Bonilla? Do we pay that even if they sign with a new team? Big fan of the show, thanks for the great content. So, um, no, you're not actually paying the player. You're just paying your own cap hit. So the 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 money that a player makes, and the money as it lands on your books are on two separate tracks. They can be married. There's ways you could like you could just say, all right, we're going to sign Kirk Cousins for a three year deal. It's going to be $30 million in base salary for all three years. It's going to be guaranteed. But usually what teams do is they, they do a signing bonus of some kind. And with a signing bonus, you can spread the money out equally prorated throughout the duration of the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can give a guy $30 million in a signing bonus. He gets it right now. But if it's a three-year deal, it would it would hit your books as $10 million, $10 million, $10 million. And then you can add void years. Is there a limit on how many void years you can
0: add? I have no idea, and I would eliminate them altogether. I, <laughs> it's I do so not, ridiculous. I, I do not approve. It's it's basically a way to le- buy it now, pay later. Is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's it's a legal way to do something that I think shouldn't be legal. If you can't afford it, don't buy it because it, it, it's essentially in in some ways a credit card, right? Well, like I'm buying something and I'm pushing the payments off as but, long as yeah, possible. You're not paying and,
2: interest on it. You're you are, but you're it's like um I, I I tend to have a rule of thumb that you know, like we bought a couch a couple weeks ago. You got a nice Love Vikings cushion
0: behind you. I've been meaning to comment oh, on. Thank you. This is the old couch, by the way. No, but the Vikings cushion, I I it, it's very apropos. It's very it's it's a nice it's nice texture to the show. Thank I'm you,
1: loving yeah. the evolution of it. Every day it seems like there's something new or different <laughs> behind you.
0: Yeah, so my like you, you buy a couch
2: and uh, if the couch, if the sticker price is so high that you accept the payment plan, for instance, listen, just me, okay, you can like finance your couch. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a red flag or like maybe I shouldn't be buying the couch then. Maybe it's maybe that couch is a little out of my price range. It's very mature of you right there. You know? um, NFL teams are basically saying, well, we it's gonna be really tough to fit this player under our salary cap. Now, so let's add a couple of void years and uh, we'll just deal with it later. Yes, that's that's pretty much what it is. All right, Tim Hamill chimes in, says reaching out to give you guys credit for how you covered the Eric Kendricks news uh, this week. He will go down as one of my all-time favorite Vikings players. It's so hard to see him go, but totally the right move. I think you guys did a good job of making sure the listeners knew how good of a player he was in his prime and more importantly, what a good dude he is. Um, yeah, Thielen, same way. I mentioned in a previous email, I met him briefly on my visit to Minneapolis back in September. He was out walking his dog on a Saturday morning. It was the third best thing that happened on my trip. Number one was watching the Vikings beat the Packers. Number two was eating at Pizzeria Lola. It's a great spot. And number three was having a not too awkward conversation with Eric Kendricks while he's busy walking his dog. I know we're all guilty of just rooting for laundry. It is what it is, but I do appreciate when you guys take a moment to be grateful for the good guys who have won, uh, who have worn our laundry, What's Judd does not. Judd does not care about. Any What's of this. this person's name again? Tim. <laughs> Tim.
0: Tim. Hammel. I got a question. So, were you a Kendrick's fan before your chance encounter? And like, how did you stumble upon him? Like, were you like trying to like find out where he walks the dog, maybe, so that you'd accidentally stumble? I'd like to know more particulars. Seems like a very, you know, like if he said, are I you accusing Kend- Tim of stalking Eric Kendricks? I, I, I'm just saying this. If if Tim had just said, hey, you know, Kendrick's was, I went to the game, I'm walking out, he's in the player parking lot, I said, hey, we had a brief conversation. I'd be like, okay, cool. This sounds like a very odd chance encounter, though. The dude's walking his dog. I'd like to know more, Tim.
2: Uh, Tim, if you could uh, respond to all of Judd's questions about your I mean, how potential did it happen? stalkerish nature. Like, and or were you not that? a
0: big Kendricks fan? And then you're like, oh, my God, that's Eric Kendricks. And then and he's cool to you. And you're like, "I'm now I'm a big fan.
2: I bumped into Eric Kendricks in Eric Kendricks' hallway in his house. <laughs> exactly.
0: I, I, he saw me looking in his window and so I I said hi. The, and
2: we had a nice conversation and when the police came by yep. he
0: was pretty cordial he except was, for the one shrub that jammed my leg as I was hiding in it I had a great time
2: he didn't press charges I thank him for that alright let's see here Adam Turner chimes in hey just want to give some feedback before the purple daily draft party which by the way uh, April 27th location TBD we will let you guys know we're closing in are we?
0: I've done some sleuthing. I, I can't say exactly where yet, but let me just say we're closing in.
2: Okay. Are we are we down to a select group or do you think they're closing in on are negotiations happening with one particular place?
0: negotiations are ongoing with one particular establishment. Okay. Internet
1: sleuth a judzel Sports let's, dad
0: sleuth. Let's just say I'm the chefter of bars.
1: So
2: Adam says, I've gone to all three live events, the draft, the Dolphins, and the Commanders game. In my opinion, the most fun ones have been the ones at Surly, even with the bad weather, even though I forgot a jacket Ooh. Uh, the first time. Surly is a great spot. Figured I'd put my two cents in. Um, we love Surly, but the feedback we received from all, from all of you guys was like 80% saying, if you could do it inside, especially in April when it's volatile... That would be the best. So.
0: Yeah, I think the um, the one that that we did for the Dolphins game, Phil, shortly after your dad passed away, so you w- weren't there. Omar, very very smart man who owns the bar, yeah. said, "Yeah, this is a little bit difficult.
2: The tents I, blowing over, our broad, our podcast stuff gets wet and rained on, and it just yeah." It was
0: tough. I thought the one that, that we did for the uh, Commanders. Viking's watch party at the now defunct sports bar there on the first floor of MOA it was great. Great turnout. Fans were fantastic. Is that the most I, people that ever
2: that ever filled that bar? It must have been If they went out of business that quickly after they
0: went out of business like two weeks after, right? Man, I can't tell awesome. you guys how cool. much fomo I
1: had of that. That was a day that I couldn't be there. I was coming back from a big row the boat Sky ma, oh, go noticed. Gophers victory over oh. Nebraska. Oh, mentioned. man, was I jealous. That crowd brought it that day.
2: I feel like a lot of our coworkers didn't show up to to these events in
1: 2022.
2: Let huh? me we, <laughs> making a list <laughs> you know of what's all, funny about all that? you ha- internal haters. Well, let's Maybe
1: that haters. says something about the company, Phil. Gophers and Nebra- by the company, I mean you two.
0: Gophers, Nebraska, watch party, coolest thing in town. Oh, did you not
1: see Ethan kaliak Manis that day? Come on.
0: Mm. No, you know what? I did <laughs> on my list. Definitely. I did Ross on my television, and the next day I went to our watch party. That's
2: great. Uh, Derek Z chimes in. Really want to tell you guys how much I enjoy the Minnesota Sports Rewind episodes. Wow. So we haven't, it's been like three years since we've done a Minnesota Sports Rewind. We do some rewind episodes within the Purple Daily feed. Uh, but he says, I understand why this show was a cap casualty, but I have listened to all of the episodes multiple times. I'm 38 years old, a lifelong Minnesota Sports fan. They are so educational for someone who remembers most of these events happening, but at the time wasn't necessarily super plugged into sports news outlets. You know, yeah. I don't think we can. I don't think we're gonna revive that podcast. But I think, it, especially in the summertime, we will do a. We'll just like put a list together. We'll just do some Minnesota sports rewind episodes within like Mackie and Judd. We'll stash fair, on the Scornath YouTube channel.
0: I feel like we did, of. A- good number of them that we don't need to repeat now, too? Like I, I don't know how much, un- unless you give the franchise time to breathe, I don't know that there's a bunch more that we n- needed to get to. We have like 15 or 20 left on a list that we haven't gotten Do to. Do we yet. really? Okay, yeah. then I stand corrected and what I just said was absolutely wrong. And you helped me make that list, so. <laughs> Dude, I'm 53. You know I forget stuff. I'm actually about- becoming sensitive about this, because... Let's just say I texted something to you and Dex a couple days ago that was publicly announced and I had completely forgotten.
2: I'm trying to think... Uh,
0: I'd rather really not get into one. the specifics of it and it's not important. <laughs> Are you okay? But, born but I got Phil a note from Morty Phil wine. that just said Judd! And Declan's was <laughs> like, this was announced. We talked about it extensively at the time. Well, I think <laughs> what happened was
2: someone in the text thread, like 30 minutes beforehand, sent a link. And so you either just like missed the link or I don't know.
0: No, no, I'm getting old and forgetting crap. I shouldn't forget that old. I know, but I'm forgetting stuff. And we all know that the brain starts to go earlier than we thought.
2: It's going to be great when just starts like repeating the same rant four times on a podcast. Judd, you've already, you've already, you've already ranted about that three times on this episode. Feel
1: free to tell me. (laughs) I'm going to continue to push for foreign film rewind. I would love to see Judd's thoughts on movies with subtitles. Um, um Ross, maybe Judd no. and Royce can. can Dawn do that can, episode, yeah. yeah.
0: Dawn and Royce love subtitle films. Sports dad, not so much. All
2: right, this next one's from uh, Salvador Estrada. Love that name, Salvador Estrada. Hey guys, notice you guys talk a lot about clearing cap space this year, but have you guys realized how much money we'll have in 2024 with all these cuts? We're gonna have nearly a hundred million dollars in saved cap space in 2024, which means we can sign really good players and backload their contracts. So their cap hit is low this year. Yeah, I get Jefferson and Derrissaw deals are coming and they'll make room for that. So this is, this is an interesting point that, and I went through, I, I plugged in some of the stuff from, um, like the Thielen cut on OverTheCap.com, And I did, I did like a Daniel extension and maybe like a Hawkinson extension and Salvador's right. The Vikings are in line to have roughly $100 million in open cap space. Yeah. Depending on what, it'll probably be more like 85 or 90, depending on what they do with some of these free agent contracts or. Right. Jefferson, um, Darisaw. But um, if you have that much cap space for 2024, to to Salvador's point, you could sign maybe an extra free agent or two next week or the week after.
0: Yep. And shove money into 24 and 25, right? And if you can also sign a guy who is coming out of his first contract. So it's more years. It's more expensive. But that's what I would want. So, like, I don't want short-term fixes here now. Like, the strategy to me screams of solidifying the future of the roster. So, yeah. But I that's why I love the Thielen accepting the entire cap hit now. Because clearing as much space as possible and held you guys, if Kirk comes off the books, yeah. watch out. You, you're you going to have an opportunity to really at least give yourself a fighting chance to set yourself up for success.
2: Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, this next one presented, by the way, by our friends at Dennis Kirk. So, Dennis Kirk, it's been a long winter. Right Although I see uh, the sun's trying to peek out today here. <sighs> Motorcycle season <sighs> and riding season, uh, season will be back soon. Make sure your ride is ready with Dennis Kirk. Harleys, Indians, Metro Cruisers, sport bikes. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. Order by 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Um, what else we got here? Feedback Friday, David Rysted, been listening to you guys since the painful 2021 season. Big fan of the show. I inject it into my veins every day. Help me understand. During your off-season and free agency breakdowns, you talk you talk about restructuring Brian O'Neill. I understand how that would be helpful now, but isn't that just going to put us through more cap space pain in the next few years? Why not leave it how it is to make the two, to make 2023 and beyond easier? I mean, this is the the constant battle that front offices go through, right which is the temptation to free up space now and worry about next year and the year after later because you're not you're not guaranteed to have a job in two or three years anyway, so yeah. you know, it, it's a it's a worthwhile point, but my guess is they're going they're going to restructure to make some more room now. they can it, restructure again at some point
0: because it's a long-term contract and with a guy like this, that's pretty standard practice. So, like, if you're creating void years and you're basically saying, we know you're gone shortly, but we're going to take on those cap hits, that's where I think there's more of an objection. O'Neill's contract, first of all, he's going to be hopefully here for quite some time. And second of all, look around the league. The standard practice is to build in room. So, for instance, my guess on O'Neill's contract is that the restructure is fully expected and has been for quite some time. Yeah. Where we're like with Kirk, you got to get... The problem with the cap is when you have to get creative. Not when you've created space to basically say, okay, here's what the contract looks like now, but in a year we're doing this. So it's less problematic to me with a player like that than when you're now trying to, you know, let's bring Thielen back. Should we? He's a local guy. We've got to. So that's where you run into a much more dicey uh situation than on for instance a brian o'neill contract
2: yeah uh britney fanning chimes in hey heard a lot of woes from the pd crew on greg joseph this last season and for good reason but no chatter on the kicking situation yet this off season would you guys explore potential kicker solutions for the vikings and what do you think the front office will do so greg joseph is a free agent i definitely think they're going to explore options here yeah it's a great point by Brittany. I mean, he just, he missed so many kicks. He missed the most extra points
1: of any kicker in the league. Yep. Greg terrifies me. That was, I I stated that many times on before we die. I need you to make your extra points. If you're going to miss field goals here and there, that's okay. The extra point literally is what it is. It's an extra point. You're supposed to make that kick. I know they moved it back, what, almost 10 years ago now? Five or seven? I can't remember. You got to make your extra points. You just have to.
0: At the very least, I'd like to see a competition. I don't think he should be gifted if he comes back. I don't think he should be gifted the job again. Yeah. So, yes, great point. We we probably should discuss it more. Um, I won't be shocked if he's back, but if he's not, I'm not going to be upset about it. Maybe they'll draft a kicker probably again. Celebrate. Maybe, maybe
2: draft <laughs> yeah, another kicker.
0: Then, and then
2: after a couple tough games, cut his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Justin R. says, can you guys explain to me what leverage Justin Jefferson has on his extension negotiations? You guys speculate about deals of $30 million per year or more and seem to presume he has all the leverage. If the Vikings offered him four years at $28 million per year right now with 70 guaranteed, do you
0: really think he would turn it down? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it can't be any simple. He has all of the power. Now, you can put it off. You can do that. The issue with that is, do you really w- want to potentially walk him up to free agency? I guess you could franchise him at that point. And my second question is, if you p- put it off if and you still desire a multi-year contract, which, by the way, you should, you're only putting off the inevitable payday and increasing it. So yeah. make no mistake, Justin Jefferson's good enough that he has the leverage. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I I get what you're saying, which is, well, football's a volatile sport. You could tear your knee up or something, and yes, that could happen. But at his age, he's gonna definitely roll the dice. Like if the Vikings lowball him, and I don't think they will. I think they're just gonna sign him to some ridiculous contract and and be done with it. But if they lowball him, he will absolutely just roll it forward into the next year. Like he's gonna he's gonna bet on himself and the players association I don't think would allow him to take anything other than the next biggest wide receiver contract, right? There'd yeah, be a and, lot of pressure there.
0: And we're talking about a top 5 player at his position in the entire league. How many guys have the Vikings had Moss perhaps at one point Peterson. but who fit into yeah, who fit into that class in their prime? Yep. You know,
2: yeah, Daniil Hunter, but then he took a discounted deal, which kind of you know goes in the face of this. But then he dragged his feet and almost held out, and has been mad about it ever since. So, so anyways, all right, that's your feedback episode here. Just a crazy week on Purple Daily of of content, everything from Eric Hendricks, Adam Thielen, um, and those episodes to the to the draft speculation, and then all kinds of wild and wolves and twins discussions on Mackie and Judd. So, thank you guys for hanging out with us here on Mackie and Judd. We've got you covered. If Vikings news breaks this weekend, we'll be all over it on Purple Daily. Otherwise, we'll see you on Monday. Oh, you have a bonus scoop coming up today still on the Mackie and Judd feed with our guy, Doogie. Yes, sir. More to come, and we'll see you guys either this weekend or Monday. Thanks for hanging.